You're listening to the Sport of Business podcast powered by the 321 Go Project. We've talked with over 500 gym owners just like you, and every week we'll bring you the best of the best. We chat with industry experts as well as deliver advice that you can use today. For more, visit 321goproject.com. Three, two, Welcome back to another episode of the Sport of Business Podcast. As we are just starting to get this podcast train moving, we are so excited to have our special guest, Josh Sturgeon, with us to talk about all things SEO. Basically, what does it take for your box to rank well online? I don't like to call many people experts, since we honestly have so much to learn, but Josh really knows his stuff when it comes to SEO and digital marketing. Josh brings nearly a decade of experience in SEO, digital marketing, and entrepreneurship. He has consulted for billion-dollar corporations like Staples right alongside small local businesses. His work has been cited by Entrepreneur Magazine, The Next Web, and Wired Magazine. Josh, we are so glad to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Clay. Pleasure to be on. Yeah, man. Awesome. Well, cool. Hey, why don't we real quick, why don't we just do a quick background? Uh, tell people... What you're about and what you have gone on. Sure, sure. Yeah, so I got introduced to SEO uh, through a dying phone book company um, way back when. I've been doing digital marketing for about 10 years, and for most of that, I've been doing SEO. But this dying phone book company needed to change things up. They needed to try to go digital <laughs> in order to save themselves, and that's where I learned about getting found on Google. Um, since then, I've done a lot of consulting, so Fortune 500, but right alongside mom and pop local shops as well. And uh, started a business with my wife, grew up primarily through local SEO, and then we were able to sell that about two years later. And we look at local SEO particularly as, as the major growth channel for that. So, yeah, live and breathe SEO, um, but I really see it tied to the bigger marketing uh, picture. Killer. All right. Thanks. Hey, so awesome. Thanks for the background. Let's get right into it. I know that's what our listeners really want to hear about. So why don't we real quick, when we talk about SEO, let's make sure that we just define what it is. And then um, for me, what we get a lot is it seems like SEO seems to be such a mystery to box owners. Um, And it seems like it's a black hole that really nobody understands. So when you like first define SEO and then what are some of the common lies and myths and misconceptions that are kind of surround SEO. And then talk to us about why it's so powerful for box owners. Definitely, yeah. So when we talk about SEO, we're talking about search engine optimization. That's the longer form of it. And really what it comes down to is getting found on Google. Uh, Google is the biggest search engine out there. You know, they have the lion's share of people using it to find content. Uh, You and I, we use Google every day. Um, But the reason why it's powerful is that when you're able to show up in these higher rankings in Google, it means that you're getting found by people who have very, very specific intent. So people are searching on Google for really specific things. And when you're able to show up for that, um, it's really powerful because you get found at just the right time by just the right person. And so I think um, 
unfortunately, it's become, like you say, kind of this black box, right? It's really misunderstood. I, I laugh about it. I think it's kind of like a family member you might have who's, you know, maybe somebody's talked weird about them your whole life, but then you get to know them and you're like, oh, he's not so bad. You know, Uncle Jack, like he's actually a pretty good guy, right? But uh, in the early days, um, SEO was really, really heavily guarded by like programmer types and really technical types of people. And I think that's probably what colored it a little bit, right? People were like, oh, you know, it's, that's something for those web developer guys that shut all the lights off in the room and just kind of hack away and suddenly the stuff works, right? Um, and I attribute that to something really, really, uh, really, really specific about Google and about search engines. And see, the thing is, is when search engines first came out, they were very machine-like. They were very, very programmatic. And what's changed, and really this is the principle that everybody should grasp about SEO, is that Google's entire goal is to actually become more human. And the more human they become, the better results they return because they're acting like a human and they're able to find out what people really want. So when they weren't so good at being human, this whole practice was about gaming the search engines, stuffing your page with keywords that you want to rank for and hiding it with like a font color or something crazy like that. But as Google has evolved, and their algorithm, which decides what ranks where, has evolved, we found that really it's more about being a better marketer and being more of a creative. And so anybody who has a business or you know has done any sort of marketing, even offline, is definitely well-suited to participate in SEO. It's not something that's relegated to people that are kind of hacking away in their, in their back room. Awesome. And it's so funny because when you do talk about that SEO, and I think the word SEO has expanded so much, even in, when we talk about like, we're talking just even a couple years, how it's expanded where um, actual companies are mm-hmm. changing their <clears throat> changing their name because it's not really SEO. It's more just being there when people search for you, which I think is really interesting. So that was a great analogy. Totally. I think that really, really resonates. So um, <clears throat> one of the questions that we do get asked a lot actually at least at least a couple times a week is do i need to hire an seo company what are, your, <laughs> a, what are your thoughts on that that's a great question um and it's funny right i'm a little biased because I've, I've been in an seo company for a while and so but let me let me answer that really honestly i think that hiring an seo company can help um but as much as it can help it can also hurt And unfortunately, in this industry, there are a lot of shady companies. And put it this way, whether you hire somebody or not, in either case, you really need to have knowledge to understand about what SEO is. Because obviously, if you want to do it yourself, you need to know what to do. But if you want to hire somebody, you need to be able to vet them and know that they're not going to do something crazy or manipulative or black hat that's going to then hurt your business maybe six months or 12 months down the line. And unfortunately, a lot of people... They'll see great results from whatever company they hire, um, but it's going back to the old guard, the old days of doing manipulative hacker in his back room types of stuff, right, where it games and it fools Google for so long, but then Google catches up and they penalize your site. They bury you in the rankings. So what I say is, you know, if you have to get knowledge in either case, you might as well get the knowledge to arm yourself and be able to do it yourself um, because then it extends to anything you ever want to do 
you know, any other venture you want to do, right? If you can get found by customers for free, um, that is a major competitive advantage. And it's something that I think will never, never be wasted time to learn. Killer. Thanks, Josh. So another question that we have for you is what would be the number one reason that you think that most people, I want to say people, business owners, and in our case, gym owners, they fail when they, to succeed when it comes to SEO. Like they may, uh, let's say they, they put out a blog post and it doesn't, it doesn't really get the results that they want, or they've got some, all their other competition is on the first page of Google and they're not. So what, what is the main reason why you think most people fail when it comes to that? Man, yeah, it's so frustrating. I know just how frustrating it is to see everybody else kind of moving ahead of you or just pushing you down or whatever it might be. Um, and I don't think it's for lack of information that's available. I think that most people fail because they see SEO as this line item, right? It's just something that they check, a little box that they check. And unfortunately, a lot of web developers have perpetuated this as, oh, yeah, we do SEO. Yeah, we SEO'd your site. And it's like it's become this one thing that you kind of do. It's a definite task that you check it off. You know, you maybe add some tags to your pages and then you're done. But the truth of the matter is, is SEO is a lot bigger than that. And like you alluded to before, Clay, it's, it's really started to encompass things like content marketing, outreach, building a brand online. All these things are actually a function of SEO now. And so when you go and you just use maybe a certain plugin that tells you, hey, there's a green check mark here. Everything looks good for the SEO. It's kind of a false sense of security because it's only one piece of the puzzle and it's not going to get you the results that you need. Um, I think maybe another way to think about it too is like if you were to show up, uh, you know, if you're to show up at a box, right, and do the workout of the day and you just started stretching. And then you went home and you didn't actually do the workout. And then you started wondering why you're not getting stronger or getting more in shape. And it's like, well, you can't just stretch. That's just the first part. It's just the foundation. So it's a very similar thing with SEO. Killer. Killer. Thanks. So so now to get to the meat of it, I think this is what people really care about. I think the strategy is awesome. That's really, really important to understand the concept. And I think you really hone that in. It's not about one particular thing that you're doing. It's looking at how can you build your brand online? How can you make sure that you're in front of people when they're searching for you? But here's, here's kind of like, okay, how can we um, share some tactics? What are some specific action steps that a gym owner that they can do this week to improve their rankings and help them. Yeah, definitely. No, happy to get into that. Um, and I think I would just make a distinction too. I think local SEO is a little bit different of a beast. And what I mean by local is that you are actually trying to serve a certain geographical region. That's what box owners are doing, right? You, you have a definite region that you're serving. So I treat local SEO a little bit differently. And if I had, you know, just short time and I wanted to see the most impact, the first thing that I would do is I would actually not even look at the website first. I would look at where your business is listed across the web. And so we call these NAP or name, address, and phone number citations. And Google for local businesses, they're really, really concerned about making sure that if they're going to rank you, maybe it's in the maps, right? Or maybe it's in the organic results. If they're going to rank you, they want to make sure that you're actually a legitimate business and that you have a physical location and that you're not just some fly-by-night company because they don't want to look foolish if they give that to a user, right? So 
the first thing that I would do is I would look across the web and see where my business is listed. And the name of the game here is consistency. Google wants to see, and other search engines want to see consistent addresses, names, phone numbers. If you spell out street on one and you abbreviate it somewhere else, no good. Like any sort of inconsistency there is bad news. Also, if there's duplicates, so duplicate listings, you're listed twice on super pages, for example. That's messy to Google. They don't want to see that. So then I would remove the duplicate. And then third, I guess I would build new citations. So if my business, my box wasn't listed anywhere, I'd want to get out to those kind of internet yellow pages, right, those directories, and start getting citations so that Google sees a critical mass of references to my physical location, and then they're confident about ranking uh, my business. So I think another thing. So I want to jump. Oh, in go ahead. Sorry, real quick, Josh, because I want to make sure our listeners understand. Can you define for me first of all two pieces? Can you define what a citation is? Uh, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure what that means. And second of all, when you mentioned like um, that your name is consistent, your address is consistent. So you're telling me that if you live on uh, one, two, three. Uh, Johnson Drive, that drive needs to be spelled out it, consistently throughout, or it's DR or drive. It has to be consistent exactly. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. Yeah, and it seems kind of silly, right? But mm-hmm. remember, Google's a robot that's trying to masquerade as a human, and they get hung up on some of these things sometimes. So by citation, I mean that address, name, address, and phone number, so that typical directory structure that you would see around the web, okay. um, just like you'd write on, a, on, a, on an envelope if you're writing it out, right? Okay. Um, and then, yeah, it has to be absolutely consistent. So where I see a lot of problems is when people abbreviate sweet, maybe ST versus writing out, uh, however you spell sweet, sure. <laughs> S-U-I-T, sure. and, uh, and so on and so forth. Okay, yeah. great, great stuff. Cool. So I think uh, another place that I want to address right away is Google My Business. And that has taken a lot of different forms and names over the last few years, but that's basically Google's business page, right? So if you're on Facebook, you have a Facebook business page. Well, this is Google's business page. It's really the linchpin. It's like the central place where you can represent yourself as a business. And there's, you know, there's a chance that your business might already be verified, but if it's not, it's pretty simple to do. Um, but really what you want to do is say, Hey Google, this is a legitimate business. They might send you a postcard with a pin number on it, or they might, um, call you at that location. Then you can plug in the number on, on a website. But Actually verifying your Google My Business profile is huge because you're validating it right with the source. And that's a place where they can say, hey, these guys exist. And it's also a place where you can show a human pulse. You can post pictures. You can post uh, more information about your business and when people can come in and see you. So that's a great place to start as well. Um, so I think if I had to boil it down to three, the, the last thing I would do is links from other websites to your site are really, really important. And this is one of those things where you think about like the 80-20 principle, like how can you do the least amount to have the most impact? Links is really where it's at. And in Google's eyes, links are kind of like votes. So as other websites link to you, that's like a vote to Google that says, hey, these guys are worth trusting. They're authoritative. I'm actually going to link to them from my website. And so what I tell a lot of business owners is start where you should actually, where you deserve to have links in the first place and you don't have them. So 
just take a pen and paper, take your iPad, take your iPhone, whatever it might be, and just start thinking like, okay, my business park. Okay, they have a website. They have a directory. We should be on there. We should have a link. Or, hey, you know what? I just did a partnership with some other uh, – with the yoga studio down the road. We should, we should get a link from them, you know, from their blog or from their blog role. Mm-hmm. So start to make a list of those places that it would be no problem for you to get a link from them. And then, you know, reach out. Just shoot a quick email and, uh, and make sure you get those links because that's that huge, huge X factor for Google to say, yeah, these guys are worth ranking. Josh, that's killer, and you know what? It's that last point is awesome because we're 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 always telling gym owners to get out of your box. It's one thing to be in your box, and a lot of gym owners just think people are just going to come because they've opened their doors. So we tell them is get out in your community, meet the other local businesses, and what you're saying is obviously build relationships with them, get links from them. But it's kind of a dual purpose because not only are you helping your rankings with Google by getting a link, but you're also developing relationships with these other local businesses. Um, then after the relationship is built, you can build um, co-branding ways to promote each other. So there's huge benefits, not only just ranking in Google, but basically building your brand within your community. So that, that's an awesome point that you just made. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It's, it's funny how when you do something offline, it has effects online. So just act like you would in real life. Yeah, that's that's a great point right there. So as you, you talked a little bit about, um, what I'd like to do is, do you have any resources that we can re- recommend maybe to help kind of ensure that SEO success or getting that ranking success? Um, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. I have kind of a go-to set of tools that I use quite often. Um, I think I would start with a company called Moz. This is spelled M-O-Z.com. I'm sure we'll put links in the show notes. But um, Moz has a really great uh, software solution. It's web-based, and it helps local businesses rank higher. Um, it's just a, it's a nice tool that I've used before, so Moz.com slash local. Helps you out a little bit with that uh, citation process, makes it a lot quicker to go through that. I think another one that I would check out is uh, Mansion.com. It's not an SEO tool, but it's a brand monitoring tool, and it's kind of like a Google alert. So you put in some keywords, you know, your your box name, for instance, and then it tells you whenever there's a mention anywhere across the web about your business. So this is like when you get reviews or if you get somebody that's um, excited about you or not excited about you, you can figure out when that conversation is happening and get right to the source and address the reviews. And reviews do happen to be a big SEO factor, so that's why I like to use them. Um, I think I'd also say, uh, you know, Yoast is a great WordPress plugin. Helps you do some of the uh, some of the more technical stuff with ease. Um, but yeah, those are those are just kind of a sampling of the tools I use. What I'm really excited about, though, is you know we've been working really hard on a course for the academy. And what I've you know as I've talked to some of these box owners, um, and as I've talked to you, Clay, and others. I've heard a lot of feedback. Like, I have all this access to information, but I just don't know what's most important. I feel like I'm you know, spinning my tires or I feel like I just need a framework. I need like a step-by-step on, on how to get this done. Um, and so, yeah, we have a course. It's just about ready. It's about, it's over two hours of video content, really instructional. Um, we start out with some of the bigger concepts and then we get very tactical. So it's, you know, I mentioned a couple of link building strategies. I think we have over 20 tactics in that section alone. So very excited to get that out there. I think it'll be a huge help for folks. 
Sweet, Josh. Yeah, we are super excited that our new academy has just taken a kind of life of its own. And we're really excited to offer this as that second course just because it's so applicable to to gym owners and really helping them from the online presence. So, so yeah, first of all, I want to thank you for your your help with that. We're really excited to get that out. So that should be hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we'll be launching that on the academy, if not sooner. So, uh, Josh, that was brilliant. Awesome. I think we gave some great tips. Um, We will definitely include any uh, resource or tool that we talked about online. We'll summarize that in our show notes on our blog. Uh, So you can just go to um, 321goproject.com, and then you can go to our podcast section, and you'll be able to see that that blog post there. And also you can go to iTunes, the sport of business. You can uh, subscribe there as well and listen to uh, Josh and I's talk. But again, Josh, thanks a ton. Um, you're a huge uh, help and I'm looking forward to hearing from you again in the future. Thanks a lot, Clay. Appreciate it. All right, Josh. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the sport of business podcast. If you found this valuable, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or stitcher and leave us a review for more information. Head over to three, two, one, go project.com.